Now it's time for Tennessee Wildcast, live from Studio B at the TWRA headquarters in Nashville. Here are your hosts, Doug and Jason. All right, hello everybody and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. I'm Jason Harmon, but a little different face sitting next to me today. This is not Doug Markham, this is Mr. Don King. Filling in for Doug today. Yeah, Doug's on a special assignment this week. He's uh, not in the office today, so I, I drug Don over from the, down the hall. And he's welcome. He's uh, always welcome and happy to jump in. So. You know, nine times out of ten, I wear a logo shirt to work. Today, I did not. So, anyway, my bad. That's all right. You don't have to have a logo on to be on this show. Uh, but we are excited about today's show. There's a lot going on in the world of outdoors. Uh, turkey season is here and starts this weekend. The youth had a great weekend last weekend, so we're going to hit that hard today. But first, um, let's hit some other stuff that's been going yeah, on. Yeah, you know what? I, I wanted to congratulate you and Doug both. Uh, last week's show uh, blew the roof off of uh, viewership on TWRA TV. It did. Your your episode about Humphreys County was uh, was really good, really informative. And, uh, you know, it brought, I, I love David, the guest you, you had on, talking about the, the fishing opportunities up there, plus the, you know, the... Our new property up there that's really a Buffalo Ridge. Buffalo Ridge that's a a great showcase for, uh, you know, the whole focus of that that place is to get people involved in the outdoors. And uh, Donald Hussey's doing great work up there and and making that happen. So I was was really glad you were able to to bring all that info to the the folks and encourage them to go back and look at last week's uh, episode if you missed it. Yeah, TWRA.tv. Click on Wildcast or go to the Pro Shop and click on our channel there, and it's episode 80, Outdoors in Humphreys County. We had almost 2,000 views, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And that's just on TWRA TV. We're also on Facebook. Uh, we were live on Facebook that day, and and then we are on YouTube as well. So check us out at all those locations. Um, something big's happening this weekend, or this week, today, and tomorrow. The, the NASP tournament, yeah. uh, NASP, National Archery in the Schools Program. Mm-hmm. It's really taken off. You know, that, that thing started uh, probably about 10 years ago in Kentucky and caught hold. Uh, Tennessee caught, uh, caught the bug and got started uh, uh, the program. Uh, uh, Don Crawford heads that up here in the, in the headquarters office and recruits volunteers from across the state and, and has gone over and, and done a lot of uh, uh, presentations to school boards and that sort of thing and right. and worked with a lot of phys ed teachers and other teachers uh, throughout the school system across the state to implement this great program. And uh, the kids love it, and the proof is that there's over 2,000 kids shooting in the tournament, uh, statewide tournament, this, this, uh, this week. As you said, today and tomorrow, Thursday, uh, at Miller Coliseum in Murfreesboro. So is that the biggest class, I guess, the biggest state tournament so far? Yeah, it gets bigger every year, mm-hmm. and uh, Don keeps saying, man, we got to find a bigger venue. But they're already shooting in two big barns. You know, it, right. imagine the rodeo arena. They fill that up, and then there's an overflow arena out back that they totally fill up. And it's gone from one day shoot to a couple of days, and they're shooting 3D targets too. Is another part that they've added to it, and uh, the kids love it. It's a lot of great. fun. 
It really is. It's a great family deal because a lot of parents, uh, uh, grandparents, and and you know aunts and uncles will come to watch watch their their uh, their kids shoot. So it's neat. If you're interested in the NAS program, want to get involved, you can email Don at don.crawford at tn.gov or uh, call 615-781-6500. They'll get you in touch with Don, and, and, and you can learn about the program even more and possibly get it in your schools. Yes. Um, also, coming up soon, it's turkey season, so the Governor's One Shot will be happening pretty soon through our foundation. That's right. The The Tennessee Wildlife Resources Foundation does a world of great things for our agency, and they're all about their, their whole reason for being is to help support TWRA, and uh, they do a great job of it, and one of the fundraisers that they do through the year that's, that's proven to be a, a really popular thing is the Governor's One-Shot Turkey Hunt. started out in Pulaski many years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's migrated up to uh, more central Middle Tennessee, and uh, uh, the, the big banquet uh, will be at Saturday night at the Franklin uh, factory in Franklin, yep. the factory. There's a few pictures of uh, different or past years. Uh, and it's a first-class deal. I tell you what, they, they line up some great guides. Um, the folks that participate in the hunt all come in, and it's it's always been fun to help take photographs and stuff at the and, uh, you know, log in at the tote board at, as the, the birds come in, get mm-hmm. measured and weighed and everything, and... Uh, uh, and it's quite a banquet at night too. They have uh, silent and and live auction items that are are uh, top of the line. So if you want more information on that, tn uh, twrf dot net, uh, and that event this year is on April thirteenth and fourteenth. Yes. So uh, if you want to be a part of that, get involved with that. And also, something the foundation's doing is uh, a Wild by Nature weekend. Something new. Something uh, new to Tennessee. Um, uh, I was uh, got to go take part in a the Georgia's version of this. They uh-huh. they started it uh, probably nearly twenty years ago, um, and they call it Weekend for Wildlife there in Georgia. And what it does is features excursions that people can kind of get a behind the scenes look. Uh, with our biologists and our wildlife officers at the work they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, kind of throughout the the week, and uh, some really interesting things that that they can participate in. They'll, of course, they'll have a a banquet on the Saturday night uh, where they'll have uh, auction items and things like that that they can bid on. There'll be some entertainment. Um, Staying at the Hermitage Hotel. Yeah, and what a great great hotel! Very historic, right across from the Capitol. Basically, um, uh, a really nice venue for it. Uh, a lot of lot of good things in store. So still working up some of the details on some of the excursions and things. Right, we've had some some initial meetings about it, and really have some neat neat trips uh, scheduled right here in Middle Tennessee. There's so much to see and do, and uh, so anyway, encourage everybody to get online and and check out that that weekend. Um, wild by Nature, our Tennessee's Weekend for Wildlife. Yeah, that's October 5th and 6th. Uh, let's see, what else do we want to cover before we get into the uh, the turkey segment, turkey part of our show? Let's hit uh, show Facebook real quick. We had a, a pretty cool post on Facebook uh, yesterday, I believe it was, 23 hours ago exactly from the time we're shooting the show today. Um, 
a West Tennessee alligator. Uh, we are not stocking alligators in West Tennessee. I <laughs> want to say that. And let me look at the camera. We are not stocking alligators All in Tennessee. <laughs> but anyway, this guy migrated from probably mountain around Mississippi or somewhere and, and came across the border and was, and was seen in the Wolf, Wolf River. And uh, one of our officers got a shot of it, uh, a little bit of video. And it's crazy, the number of shares and views. Thank you all for visiting our Facebook and sharing the photo, uh, video, 14,000 shares, 580 views, almost half a million or over half a million. Um, and then 3.7K on the on the, the likes or the surprise faces or the hearts, whatever you want to call that. Right, yeah. The but re- impressions. But we appreciate y'all watching and, and uh, visiting our Facebook. But and thanks for the comments and thanks for the interaction. But yeah, that's, a, that's pretty cool to see. Uh, we are not stalking them, but these animals will, will move and, and show up in weird places sometimes. I saw it on almost all the news channels last night, too, as I was watching the 10 o'clock and saw Barry Cross talking about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that he, he did reassure us that we were not stocking alligators, <laughs> but that they, are, that they were here at one time uh, back before, you know, uh, men sort of came along and, and – uh, uh, or a lot of the settlers got here and, and uh, made changes that that didn't make it so uh, so so good for them habitat wise. Right. So. Yeah. There's a, a lot of animals have roamed the lands of Tennessee that that's are right here now. So. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Let's pan out and uh, introduce our guest, Miss Joey Sweeney. She's uh, what's your official title, Joey? Well, um, let me get your mic pulled up here. Sorry. <laughs> My official title is uh, Wild Turkey Program Leader. All right. And that's what we're talking about today is turkeys. We're going to try to hit that that hard today and and, uh, talk about turkey season. It's right around the corner. Um, The youth have been hunting uh, last weekend, and and the adults will hit it this weekend. But uh, uh, how's turkey season looking? How's the the world of turkey right now? Well, it's holding steady, I think. Um, You know, just judging from looking at uh, the harvest trend over the past, 15 years, um, <clears throat> turkey turkey harvest is, is sticking around 30,000. Okay, <clears throat> And awesome. uh, don't expect anything different this year. And this year, the season uh, starts on, Don's got it in front of him there, the, the season dates. What's the, uh, opens this weekend, the 31st? The 31st, yep. yeah. Closes on the 13th. Of May. Of May, yes. And uh, you're allowed four birds total. Mm-hmm. One bird, four bearded birds. Four bearded birds, one bird a day. That's right. Correct. Um, the only chance you'd have to, to go over that is if you go to a, a wildlife management area where they have a special um, designated hunt where the bird is designated as a bonus bird. Okay. All right. And uh, there's many opportunities uh, to chase birds on the WMAs and, and, and that sort of thing. And uh, make sure you check your guide. I think that's page 32, 31. 31. 31. 31 in the guide, yeah. You've had that guide on your dashboard, as Don said earlier, for the whole season, and it's about obsolete, but the, the turkey season, the spring season, is the last thing in there. I Got think the turkey stuff in there, and that was the one with the elk on it. Right. So, so uh, make sure you look back at the guide and make sure you know what size shots you can use and got the right um, the right uh, weapon or uh, means of take and and got the dates right and not taking too many. So just make sure you check that guide and, and uh, abide by the rules. And all the WMAs are in there, so you can see opportunities on WMAs and that sort of thing. Um, we're going to show a video today uh, that Barry Cross uh, did for us uh, a 
few months back, but it's a highlight in this study that we're doing, this turkey study that we're doing in four counties, correct? Five counties. Five counties. Mm-hmm. Can you give us just give us a little highlights on what what this study is, and then we'll show the video and come back and talk more about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, the study is is uh, a cooperative with us and the University of Tennessee, uh, with some support from the National Wild Turkey Federation. And um, it's a long-term study. Uh, you know, when you get into scientific endeavors, repetition, repetition, repetition. So um, we've got five years of field work set up. And, and the main thing is to just get out there and monitor um, a large number of birds. We're trying to keep 200 birds um, radio tagged and, uh, <clears throat> from year to year. So every year, we, you know, whatever we've lost, we boost it back up to 200 okay. and, and follow them and, and just uh, learn about their survival, their mortality, their reproduction, um, how uh, hunting, getting getting into the hunting effects. And um, we're also doing some um, <clears throat> uh, human dimension surveys. So there, there's mail-out surveys to, to um, get into the minds of the hunters mm-hmm. um, uh, in those areas. And also um, we're, we're doing a surveillance, d- disease surveillance. So for every turkey that we end up trapping, we take a blood sample and a fecal sample and uh, do a disease assessment. So it's really broad range of just kind of uh, trying to get at what are the limiting factors um, for that turkey population. Right. And they were seeing some declines in some of those counties, so that's why we... In harvest, yeah. Focus, yeah, in harvest. Mm-hmm. So we focused focused our attention on those counties. So let's watch this video and let's um, let you all kind of get a behind-the-scenes look and watch some of the action and, and see it happening, and then we'll uh, we'll talk more when we come back. Um, I've always wanted to work with game birds, so this was really the ideal thing for me. I got a couple technicians with me. They're working with me through the whole project. Um, And we also worked with TWRA. Um, Officer Thurston's been helping us out with finding sites for us and baiting it and monitoring it with, with us. For the setup, it's just kind of a step-by-step process, making sure the weights are spread out so when the net fires, the whole net back end of the net spreads out too. Um, making sure the rockets are high enough that we don't catch any birds, but also low enough that we don't miss any birds flying out the back. We have five counties. We have Wayne County, Giles County, Lawrence County, Bedford County, and Murray County. Between the decline in harvest and the input that we're getting from hunters, from landowners, from our wildlife officers that are in the field that are out there every day on the ground, um, all those pieces of the puzzle put together just told us that we need to look into this further, that something may be going on. And this is our way of trying to put all those puzzle pieces together and see if there's an answer in it may not be one answer, it may be several things, or it may show nothing. But with this study, hopefully, we'll be able to see some trend. They're right there, they're right by the tree. One good thing about this is, hopefully it'll bring in the other flock quicker. It's basically what we're trying to do is figure out why the hunter harvest levels are dropping within these counties. Um, we're seeing big impacts in Wayne, Wayne County, uh, Lawrence County and uh, Giles County. Bedford and Murray are the counties where we're not seeing a decline in harvest and we don't have a lot of people coming to us saying they're seeing a decline in population or flocks. So we're kind of using them as a control to see what's going on with the population in those counties different than from the counties we got down the south portion. 
it kind of shoots over, drops in, and pockets them. Once the birds jump up into the net, the rockets kind of start to pocket. In a situation with big birds, I probably would have shot already, but we only have five. Initially, we had a group of toms. They strolled in, and there was eight of them max, and I didn't want to shoot today without it breaking a limit on something. Those toms are coming. And then we had a flock of, I think it was 30 to 40 hens come in with a couple of jakes, and then the toms came back. And it was difficult because the toms ate all our food. So the hens were just scattered around. They kept going to the rockets and looking at them at the anchor lines. And we can't shoot when a bird's that close to a rocket or an anchor line because we don't want to injure or kill any birds. Go, 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 go. Pick them. Rotate them. Oh, it's a big bird. Pick them, rotate them. We have two sites in each county. We want 10 hens and 10 males in each site. So within each county, that's going to be 40 birds. Lawrence County has an extra site, so they have an extra 20 birds. So it totals out to 220 birds in the study this year. What we're trying to do is we're putting uh, transmitters on these birds so we can monitor their movements. This particular transmitter that we're putting on is going to tell us where he is and it's designed to give off a mortality signal. So if the bird doesn't move for eight hours, the pulse rate of the transmitter picks up. And then when nesting season comes, we can monitor hen nesting, uh, hen success, and then really once, once they uh, have a hatch, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna catch the poults, the little chicks too, put a couple transmitters on them, and try to figure out the mortality rate of poults as well, and try to figure out also the habitat use. Uh, we're looking at habitat analyses for nesting sites and for um, pole and brood use. Since we have an adult hen here, we're gonna do two fingers with okay. roughly for the transmitter. Uh -huh. The ultimate goal for us is just to know what the birds are doing, uh, how, they're, the, how they are behaving, how much predators is making an impact on depredation, uh, the nest success of the poults. We've never done a study like this. And so it's, it's gonna be a window into what our turkeys here in Middle Tennessee and Tennessee are doing and where they're traveling and what's happening to them. All right, that's pretty cool. Some good stuff they're doing out there, uh, trying to figure out what's going on with these guys and, and how our populations are doing. Um, so, Joy, um, one thing that I was curious about just watching that, uh, is there a benefit for, what's the benefit for catching a tom or a hen, or what's the what's the benefits of one or the other? Sure. Well, um, in particular, in the... In the um five counties there's there's two sites in each county and so that makes a total of 10 sites and so at each site the objective is to get 20 birds and you're trying to get half and half um, okay. male and female and that's just so you can look at the whole population um you know with with the uh, jakes and toms um in particular we want to know how um, harvest mortality is affecting their numbers so it's real important that that we get a, um, a harvest rate on those guys and and uh, you know when you look at the the harvest numbers 
in general, you you see a large, usually it's like 20% or 15% Jakes and then 80% um, Toms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that has to do a lot with, you know, hunter selectivity. You know, you, you try to get a, a Tom more so than yeah, a Jake. Yeah, a bigger so, bird, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but the more Jakes you have, the more Toms you have the next year. Right. And so, you know, just looking at that is um, is, is real insightful. And then with the hens, um, of course, they're real important because that's what makes um, the population grow or, or not grow, right. depending on how well they do at their job. Um, and so getting them uh, radio tagged and then following them through the, the nesting season and the, and the poult brooding season um, is real important. And uh, last week, I think it was last week or week before last, we had the commission meeting and, and some of the folks from U- University of Tennessee that are doing the study came in, talked to us, and was giving us some updates on how the study's going. And uh, and um, they had some pretty cool information about these nesting sites and how they survived or didn't survive. And, and can you just talk a little bit more about, about what the results of the study have been sure, so far yeah. and what um, we're looking at? So, so far, um, we've only looked at one season. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so it's one of five, right? One of five, um, and and uh, seasons can fluctuate a lot from year to year, and so it's it's real important that we understand this as preliminary information, and that it's just um, ideally we'll have a whole f- five years to look at, and you know we we may have a tornado one year, or we may have like uh, I don't know some other kind of event that would just skew everything, and so you might feel like you know this is a disaster uh-huh. when really it's just it's just one year out of how many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so so just just keep that in mind. Um, but so last year um, it looked like the harvest was right where we would expect it to be, um, <clears throat> and uh, and so that's really good news. And then the thing that that kind of was off a bit was was the um, reproductive numbers. Um, our, our nesting um, rate of success. So, you, you know, you have a nest, and, and does it actually end up making poults? Right. Um, that number was just a little bit low. Uh, probably where it, it it's okay. It's not great. Right. Um, poult survival was pretty low. So once the, the eggs turned into poults, those poults surviving to where they could actually fly and get away from predators that first week or two, um, Pults are little balls of fluff mm-hmm. on the ground, mm-hmm. and they're easy pickings for almost everything. Um, and so, I mean, that's expected for it to be low, but I think it was a little lower than than uh, most studies find. Um, so, oh, and then the number of eggs in the nest was was like one egg short mm-hmm. compared to most studies. So, so we are kind of worried about the um, worried about the um, outcome of of reproduction and and. Uh, We'll look at that next year, and maybe it was just a wet, wet season. I know there were some tornadoes that were happening right there, on the on the study sites, um, and so it might be just that that yearly variation, or or maybe that's that's where we're seeing um, an effect on our on our harvest, and that's why it's declining. We just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. Do you think uh, you think the predators in that area are having an effect on those nesting? I mean, that's one of the biggest things that's affecting that. And Absolutely. Is there a way we could curve that? or? That's a real tough one. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really, really tough one. Um, I think the uh, vast majority of the of the reason why the um, nest that didn't succeed didn't was was mammalian predators. Okay. And that's like your possums, your skunks, your raccoons. Um, for the most part, it's those like meso predators, foxes, those middle-sized mammals okay. um and so uh a, a lot of that you know the 
those mammals are doing really well. Um, with, with people, they adapt really well. You know, people see them out in their yards in the middle of the most urban situation that you can think of. Right. And so, um, it, I mean, their populations have done well and probably are continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. And while that's happening, there's not a whole lot you can do. Um, a lot of people go to trapping, you know, let's start a trapping program. But um, there's all these transient, like, outside of the main population um, mesopredators. And so as soon as you take away the predators that you're worried about, whoop, those those ones waiting on the rim just kind of fill in those the pockets. The vacuum gets the filled, vacuum I guess. Gets filled. Hmm. And there's been a million studies um, that show that, yeah, a, a trapping program can have, um, you know, can have some good effects immediately. But the amount of money and time and um, intense effort that goes into it, you just can't keep it up. Right. And as soon as you stop, you're back where you were. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest thing you've learned so far uh, from this first year? What do you think the study has brought to our attention? And um, I think the biggest thing is is concentrating maybe on um, creating habitat that is conducive to those reproductive seasons. Mm-hmm. So um, like a nesting habitat for a hen is a place where her eggs are hidden, but that she can still stick her head up and get a look at what's around. And so if all you've got are woods and a nice manicured pasture, then you're missing that key habitat that gives her that protection she needs for her nest. Okay. Um, and so I, I would uh, say that um, one of the things the study is looking at is those kind of measurements to see what habitat is connected with the best success. Um, and so I'm excited to see that because that's actually something I think we can do and that private citizens can do in order to boost that um, that reproductive part of the turkey's life and then boost populations. Mm-hmm. And I guess folks at home could take advantage of those uh, NRCS programs to Absolutely. help, help uh, improve their farms and their, uh, their lands with more native seeds and grasses and things like that or whatever provides more ground cover for these birds and mm-hmm. yeah i mean if, if you're out there and, and you know you're excited about this study and you're in those areas and you want to help then then reach out to us and and we've got a uh, private lands biologist that will come out and make a management plan for you and your land mm-hmm. and that's just i just think that's just optimal it is yeah do you want to say anything about uh university of tennessee and some of the folks that are involved <laughs> there um yeah sure so um the research project um is is coordinated by a principal investigator who's a professor over at the University of Tennessee. His name is Dr. David Bueller, and he is just phenomenal. Um, he's been so good to work with, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. Um, and the project has been going so well. All of our target goals have been met, and um, we're really, you know, learning everything we meant to meant to learn. So um, kudos to those guys. We've got a um, master's student who is just like the on the grounds like captain. And um, <laughs> he's amazing, and he, he is working overtime. And when I say overtime, I don't mean, like, 41 hours. I mean, like, hundreds of hours 81. a week. <laughs> yeah, he is just real serious, and he is dedicated. And, and um, I'm just real proud of him and, and glad to have him. His name's Vinny, um, I think, Johnson. Was that him in the video? Yeah, that okay. was him in the video. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then our officers have just been great. They've, they've been kind of, you know, we've got 10 at least 10 sites out there. 
Mm -hmm. um, so that's 10 trapping sites. And uh -huh. we've got one master student and um, like a couple of technicians from UT. And they can't do it all. And our officers have just been really dedicated because it takes a lot of effort to get out there and put out the corn and then find out when the birds are coming in. Uh -huh. And then you've got to go out there and like administer these explosives. <laughs> so yeah. so it's a huge effort. and um, Kind so. of a revival with that effort, isn't it? I mean, during the restoration times, that was almost an everyday occurrence or almost. I mean, it was a lot more common mm -hmm. to, to use mm -hmm. the cannon nets and everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it, it, and this has kind of been good for for our officers just to like keep those skills up, right? Um, and so um, that's a pretty neat adrenaline rush, isn't it? When mm -hmm. the cannon net goes off and, the, and the, <laughs> go get them, <laughs> yeah, know? in the video, they're like, go 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. So I'm I'm sure you've jumped in there and helped them some too. You got your hands. Yeah, ready. I got out there. I got out there, and it's just really exciting. Um, you know, just brought back memories watching that video. You know, you get those birds under that net, and you got to get out there before they get all tangled up into it. Right. And get them out and get them in those boxes. And then once you get in the box, you know, you can breathe easy and just go one at a time and do your measurements and draw your blood. And yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. Fun. Looked like it was a lot of fun. I'm going to have to go jump in there one day. Yeah. One out. thing I really want to do is, if one thing they're going to do is put um, radio transmitters, and they did last year, on the poles. So on the little, so you can't can't rocket net those guys. Mm. You actually got to get out there and just catch them like wrangle them up right right <laughs> and i didn't get to get out last year but hopefully this year i will i guess at, at a young age they're probably pretty easy to catch maybe if people can catch them anything yeah anything them. yeah 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 well anything else you want to add or or something um, we haven't covered that well i i do want to say that um the national wild turkey federation you know they were were just instrumental in the restoration phase when we were out right you know trapping and relocating turkeys and and here they are again in this research project just instrumental with their with their funding and their support of it and so i, I just want to express my appreciation for those guys um we've gotten support from from the national part of the organization and our state chapter um and and uh the research budget nationally is is um you know it's it's limited uh -huh. and um that the fact that they saw that this was an important study just really just really accentuates that it is an important study and and um, I, I just want to say thanks to those guys awesome okay well thank you for being with us today and 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 talking about this study oh and, my pleasure thanks thanks for having and me. bringing everybody up to date on a, a year in and like i said we got four more years to go and mm -hmm. and, and then we've got a year of of um doing the math Mm -hmm. You know, um, we've got population models that we can run. Um, one thing we, the one thing besides habitat that we can actually tweak are our hunting regulations. And so if it turns out, you know, that we do have low pre reproduction, we might be able to make up for that um, and reduce the harvest pressure some. But that's the beauty of having all this data is we can run a simulation uh -huh. and um, see if that would have an effect. And then we would be justified in, in the you know, working on our, our population, you know, in that kind of um, intricate sort of way. So, but like I said, that won't be for... A few more years. Yeah, until we do the math <laughs> at the end of the study. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't cut a study short. You got to you gotta get all those years in. You got it. You got to. You just have to. You I can't. mean, you might get some pretty good data out of a couple of years, but going the full length is the best way to go. It is the best way to go. And, and I think um, in the video, Tabitha said, this is the first time we've done this in Tennessee, you know, we've hit, if you look at the harvest graph um, from, I don't know, 19, 
59 until now, you see it's, it's a sharp rise up until about 2000, which is when we stopped um, uh, trapping and relocating. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just see, you know, those bumps, dips, and rises all around that 30,000 mark. And that's, that's like a new age for turkeys. And, and it's something that um, across the, you know, the whole United States, we haven't studied that much because it's new. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we're just learning so much. So I'm just excited that we're doing it in Tennessee. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm sure that'll be shared across the nation, too, Well, when you guys oh, get absolutely. this study done. It'll yeah. be And there's a study that, um, that got started in, um, in Missouri um, just a year or two before ours mm-hmm. that, that are, is super similar. Um, so we'll, we'll learn a lot from each other. Good. Awesome. Well, uh, we're about to run out of time, I guess, uh, but I want to hit the turkey season one more time, show everybody that at home, make sure they are um, ready for that season. So it looks like uh, this weekend, uh, March 31st, is opening day, and then uh, goes through May 13th. Remember, four birds total, one per day. Bearded birds, four bearded birds, one per day. And uh, page 31 has your legal hunting equipment and prohibited acts, special regulations, all that good stuff is right there on that page. So make sure you check your hunting guide for everything you need to know for this turkey season. Or check out the app. Yeah, download our app at the iTunes Store or Google Play. You can do that. And uh, you can also um, uh, check our website, tnwildlife.org. And keep following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there all the time trying to keep you all connected with us. So thanks for watching and have a good one. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Joy. Yeah, thank you.